Hello, everyone. This is Circuitous Conversations with Bill and Dan, episode 33. Uh, I'm Bill Wadman. And I'm Dan Gottesman. And uh, today we're going to talk about buying stuff. Yes, shopping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do, you know, you, you're a big... I tend to buy new, you tend to buy used. Uh, it depends on the thing, but uh, I, would, I would not disagree with that statement. I, I've definitely become more of a used... Uh, purchaser in the past few years uh do you ever worry about quality or warranty or any of that stuff yeah depending on the thing um okay it depends on the thing like i'm just thinking for example uh if 10 years ago if we were talking about stuff uh i would have very much been a buy it new kind of guy like new car um new bike uh, new computer, you know, big, big stuff, new camera, all, you know, heavy, heavy, heavy duty purchases. But now um, I'm much more open to the idea of, of, you know, getting something either refurbished or used or, you know, secondhand. I don't, I don't care what you call it. Previously owned, um, you know. Do you check, do you check uh, Craigslist before eBay or eBay before Craigslist? Um, I guess it depends on what it is. Um well, what I do, I guess, let's see. Well, for, for big stuff, like uh, recently I was, or I've been in the market for quite some time actually for uh, for uh, a big uh, industrial light stand. Not unlike the one that you have. Um, you know, essentially just like a, a large, in, you know, in-studio heavy-duty light stand that would go on casters with a boom. Um, you know, capable of putting putting a light up with a beauty dish and not like, you know, you know, not having to worry about it tipping over, right. and and those things are pretty pricey. I mean, just the, the tripod alone, you know, just the light stand alone is is probably worth a good hundred and fifty to two hundred bucks. And then you get the boom uh, attachment, and then the boom arm itself, and then a counterweight, and the ca- the whole thing. You know, sure. when you're done, you you could be spending up to you know four or five hundred bucks. If you the if nice you, thing about it is that they last. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, it's it's an investment. It's something that's gonna you know stick around for a long long time and that's just it it's like those things like well when you buy it brand new they have to charge you you know full price for it but if it's if it's a really big bulky solid piece of gear um odds are that it you know it's it's high end enough and uh, it's been sitting in a studio used and you know take you know lasting whatever you want to call it uh and you could probably save a a good a good chunk of money if you um if you get it used you know cuz those things hold up pretty well so i figured yeah. that's something i don't mind uh, purchasing used, you know, like a, like a light stand or, you know, or, uh, whatever. Um, so what I do, um, the first thing I'll do it, because it's big and bulky, uh, I will definitely take a quick peek on Craigslist because, you know, obviously by buying a local, uh, you negate the, the need to uh, worry about shipping. And you also, um, there's no, there's none of this whole waiting thing. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like almost instant gratification sometimes. Sure. Um, the downside is it's, it's, it's a total crapshoot. You know, you're basically at the whim of the per- person's typing skills and you know listing skills, and um, unless you do like a, a, a complete like just you you scan all of Craigslist all the time and you know just read every single posting, um, you might you know you might not get what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, you could see that Craigslist especially could be very bad for somebody who had a little addiction for such things. Yeah, I, I have a friend actually who is quite. I don't want to say addicted, but man, he really Craigslists, you know, it up. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big time Craigslister. Um, but uh, no, my, my, my personal favorite technique for, for taking full advantage of Craigslist 
is actually um, using it in conjunction with Google Reader, okay. uh, an RSS reader, which I, I think we, I'm sure we must have touched on this in the past. Um, but I, I feel like I've been talking about this a lot recently. I, I've given a, a little spiel on how to how to really take advantage of, of Google Reader. Um, and my I think the, the thing that got me hooked, you know, like I, I, I quote unquote got Google Reader pretty early on. I mean, it's been around. If you think about it, it's been around for about four or five years now. Sure. Um, and, I, you know, I'm like, oh, OK, I guess it's that's kind of neat. You can, you know, subscribe to your most frequently read websites. And a lot of the times you get the full content of the website with all of the formatting and ads stripped out. Uh, and, you know, I was like, oh, man, but I really like the formatting. You know, I like to see the way the web you know page was designed and whatever. But then I realized, wow, you know what? I could actually look at more stuff faster uh, this way. And then the fact that it caches everything and, you know, like stores it perpetually. Um, is Does it really? Neat. Yeah, dude. I can pull up like posts and stuff from five years ago, you know, from 2006 from when I started using it. Interesting. It's kind of neat. Yeah. So like, and what was, I found what was happening was like, you know, I will have like, let's say uh, I read some cool post on, you know, on some photo site and I cannot remember where I read it, you know, cause I subscribed to some, you know, 20, 30, who knows how many photo related blogs. Um, I could go to Google and say, you know, show me that article on that, you know, 35 millimeter 1.4 lens that I was reading, but uh, who knows what I'll come up with. <laughs> But if I go into Google Reader and do that search, it'll only show me stuff that I've it's actually read. your own personal read. web. Yeah, it's kind of neat. So that was cool. Um, but what really hooked me uh, was was the, when Craigslist and eBay specifically uh, implemented RSS uh, subscriptions to their searches. Uh, so what that means is I could do a search in Craigslist, and at the, blo- at the bottom of that page, at the bottom of that search... I can actually, there's a little RSS link, um, and you can actually turn that search into a feed and then put it into Reader. And since Google Reader updates every, I don't know, 15, 30 minutes, something like that, uh, it's it's essentially doing that search, you know, dozens of times a day for you. So when something comes up that matches your hit, you know, a hit that matches your search, it just pops up in your Reader, just like someone posted a new article on a, on a website, and you can see it. Um, and I've gotten really, really lucky with that. Um, the, 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 the best example of how that's worked out really well for me, uh, was apartment hunting. Uh, I'm sure I don't need to tell you, but folks sure. who are not as familiar with the New York city, uh, rental scene, uh, might not know that it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, uh, people are constantly posting it's different than and, everywhere else too. Yeah. There's con there's, it's really time sensitive. Um, you'll, po- you'll, you'll see a post, you know, like, like, let's say you log into Craigslist and you do a search and. You find a really great apartment uh, that was posted, you know, yesterday, and it will easily have been gone. You know, it can. I mean, these things can come and go within a matter of hours sometimes. Um, and so, if you're really, really trying to get, you know, the most out of out of Craigslist as far as finding everything that's out there, having a having a bunch of saved searches constantly running it can really rock. It can really save you. That could be a huge advantage. So that's that's uh, that's one example. It's funny. I don't know that I've ever. Craigslist. I don't know that I've ever actually bought anything off of Craigslist. I've sold a lot of stuff off of Craigslist. Yeah, I've definitely done a fair amount of selling stuff, especially when I moved. And it's it's you know what's kind of cool about it is that sometimes you'll put something up and literally within five minutes you get an email and within an hour they've come and gotten it. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of like, wow, that was so efficiently fantastic. I know, um, right? I love but it. then there's other times when like I was trying to get rid of my treadmill. Yeah. Did you, and by the way? Did, I the, did, yeah. I ended uh, up selling it for, you know, one 
fifth of what I paid for it. Right. Uh, the problem is, it's 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 four floors up <laughs> in a Jesus. walk up with Holy. a you know tight staircase. So you got to get somebody to take it out. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's um, been a nightmare. But they, you know, they did. This guy, you know, hired a couple guys for a couple hundred bucks, and they went and picked it up, and he bought it from me for a couple hundred dollars. So in the end, he got a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even certain things, like I've got a, a, a six thousand BTU air conditioner. It's in oh. fine shape. It's like a little. It's like a little dusty, but it works fine. It's yeah. from a few years ago. Sure. That I don't use. That's sitting in my closet. Mm-hmm. I put it up on Craigslist for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. not one bite, and I'm yeah. like. It's $20, like, for an air conditioner that yeah. works. You know, yeah. like, what? it's very, like, it's very odd or hit or miss, you know? Yeah, I didn't get is. any hits for my iPad. Yeah, that's I also- ended up selling that to a friend because no one on uh, on Craigslist wanted it. <laughs> really? Which did I was you surprised a, Did you get about. a single hit? I guess it's probably because people thought it was a scam or something. I got two or three people, but they were all scammers themselves. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, which is, okay, which, let's just stop for a second and talk about that. Okay. Same thing with eBay. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've I've gotten bit a number of times putting stuff up on eBay, mm-hmm. and then some guy bids it up and buys it and wins it, and then he's just like, oh, can you ship it to this different address and different name and all that stuff? And I'm like, right. no, I can't. Yeah. You know? And then the, the, the process of, of undoing that yeah. is a little bit of a pain, and then you still got to pay fees. Yeah, that's true. Well, you can so, report those guys to uh, to eBay, and they'll refund you. I've gotten, I've had that happen once, and they, they were really cool about it. Yeah, so. but it, just the fact that I mean, it happened to me a couple times when I was trying to sell a camera, mm. um, and and it kind of put me off the process a little bit because mm. it's like if I can't easily do this, and it becomes a big rigmarole where I've got to be sending emails and undoing things and listing it again, and yeah, no, that's you know, true. Because I true. like doing a buy it now. Yeah. Because sometimes I just want to get rid of it, you know. And if somebody wants it for fifteen hundred bucks, and you know, boom, done. But th- those se- that seems to be the place where you kind of get bit. Not to mention, uh, they're the, that's the most expensive way to sell something on eBay, too. From my point of view, no, just from eBay's point of view, I think they they they, they make the most money by by people selling with buy it now auctions or putting reserves on their on their items. Right. Right. Because it forces the price to go higher, theoretically. Well, and then they also make more money too. They get they yeah. get a better percentage. But, um, but, but I remember I was selling my One DS Mark III on eBay, mm-hmm. and I ended up selling it to a guy I think on Craigslist or something because the eBay thing I got bit twice with that kind of stuff, and I was like within two days. Yeah, computers can be tricky too. Yeah, I mean the whole sniping software thing. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it just, it gets a little shit. Even one of the guys from my iPad, he's like, oh, is this still available? I'm like, yeah, it's still available. And then I get a thing back. It is for my wife in wherever. Ugh, Could you yeah. please? And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Not cool. Like, can I just buy my, sell my iPad to some guy in Brooklyn? You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, so, I, I mean, have you dealt with any of that? And, what, you know, how would my mother deal with that? You uh, know? That's a good question. Yeah. And no, I, I have been relatively lucky about that stuff. I mean, I mean. Uh, the closest thing that, that's come for me, uh, I'm still in, in the process. I should renew it. I've had this um, this SKB uh, shock mounted uh, six six U rack equipment rack yep. uh, that I bought like just at the end. You know, like my, during my last year living in Chicago, um, when I was still doing you know audio recording <laughs> stuff, I had a whole Pro Tools rig and all that stuff, and it was great. Um, it's a fantastic piece of equipment. It's it's um, it's very sturdy. It looks cool. Uh, the downside is it is just 
gosh darn huge. Uh, the thing is just it's 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 massive. Um, it probably weighs a good you know twenty thirty pounds empty. Um, you know, and it's the size of uh, of a small trunk. I mean, it's just it's just giant. And sure, um, I think they cost. I looked it up on on B and H or somewhere. You know, they they cost about just under five hundred bucks new. Uh, and I want to say I got a good deal on it myself. I want to say I got it for closer to four hundred bucks. Uh, and it, you know, it's in great shape. I mean, it's literally like never been taken out on the road or anything like that. It doesn't have any you know blemishes or scratches or any scars or anything like that. Um, and it's been sitting there just, in, you know, in my non, you know, non-smoking home, you know, just, just collecting dust basically. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I should be able to get a couple bucks for this. You know, um, I don't want to just give it away. Um, and so I've probably had now three or four bouts, rounds, whatever you want to call it with, um, Craigslist. Cause this is, I, I, well, I, no, I, I take it back. I tried selling it on eBay, you know, um, Tried the, you know, just the regular thing. Nobody nobody bought it. I tried doing the local pickup thing because it's so darn big. Because the shipping on this thing was like 50 bucks minimum, yeah. you know, just to get it anywhere. God for any, you know, where am I going to find a box that big to put that thing in? You know, the box itself is going to cost like 20 bucks. Um, and then, you know, then I tried the local shipping thing. Um, and then I tried eBay and, I'm sorry, then I tried Craigslist. And it's funny because uh, I would try posting it in different categories, like, Musical instruments versus electronics versus whatever. And I would get these these random emails from, you know, I'm interested in your musical instrument. Uh, Can I pay with a money order, you know, or whatever, you know, like like those kinds of things. Um, But um, but yeah, no, I just never I've never been able to sell it. Uh, I've come really close. One guy offered me like half of what I was asking. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I I don't need to get rid of it that badly. But now, in retrospect, I'm like, Jesus, I would have probably taken that deal <laughs> had I known yeah. I would still be stuck with this albatross of a freaking piece of equipment. But, I mean, but isn't that isn't that part of the problem? I mean, you and I are savvy enough to know about all that stuff. Yeah. How is the average person going to, you know, oh, I'm going to sell this picture of Muhammad Ali that's signed that my dad got or whatever? You, you know, know, it's like, a good question. I mean, I well, let's 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 ask ourselves: How did people do this sort of thing before the internet? Classified ads. Well, classified ads, and then on the on but the they weren't end. getting fishing stuff from Nigeria. No, well, of course not. Well, the fishing stuff from Nigeria is a is a one hundred percent direct product of the internet. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, without the internet, that would be totally impossible. What, what, what were there? I mean, I wonder though were there were there other sorts of scams where you know where people would would game classified ads people or what I was going to say is the other you know the the equivalent let's say classified classified ads would be the equivalent of like Craigslist and eBay yep. and then I guess pawn shops and and archive, um yeah. sorry auction houses did you, you ever know. buy anything from a pawn shop um I almost did we had a ton of pawn shops in Chicago I I don't I, I haven't seen a pawn shop here in New York yeah, City yeah they they've sort of gone away I, I guess think. maybe like deeper into Queens or deeper into Brooklyn there might be, but I've never. I don't think I know. I couldn't tell you where one is in Manhattan, right? Um, like, unless you consider like some of those like we buy gold places like in the in the you know jewelry district up up on uh, yeah like yeah forty forty fifth street Seventh, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's not the same thing. I mean, I'm talking like in Chicago. I I would I could walk like literally like within five minutes away from my house in Worker Park. Um, there were at least two places where I could like walk down the street and buy like a Makita drill, you know, or, or a Les Paul guitar, 
you know, or an old secondhand keyboard or a, yeah. or, or a disc man, you know, um, for like however much they, you know, they asked for it. I, I never actually, you know, spent any money on it, but you know, you see these, you see these things hanging out in the windows. Sure. Um, and I'm, well, I'm sure they're still there. I mean, did you, when, when you're thinking of buying something, yeah. how much research do you do before you start shopping? It's like you're looking for a new lens. How much reading do you do or renting to try them or talking to other people? Well, it, I guess it, it depends on, on, on what the thing is. If it's something I don't have a ton of, of knowledge on, I, I'm probably pretty inclined to do a, a lot of research. You know? Okay. Um, I guess my process is, let's see. Um, I like going to places that have uh, user uh, feedback. You know, obviously like uh, Amazon is, is the classic one. Uh, although Amazon's gotten l- pretty lame in the past few years. It used to be way more, I feel, um, valuable. You know, there's a lot more people. I think there's more, maybe more control or the quality. I don't know what you want to call it. Maybe since Amazon has, like, opened up their their uh, marketplace to other third-party sellers. Wait, as, as far as a commenting system goes? Yeah. Um, I've, I just found that, you know, because th- you hear about games that the, the, you know, the resellers play with Amazon too. Like, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll give you a full refund if you give us a positive review kind of thing. You know, you hear about yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of shit. Um, but, um, you know, review sites, um, or, or I should say stores that have review systems in them. Uh, B&H actually has a really good one. Um, Newegg has a really good one. Um, so I, I won't, you know, I won't disregard those right away. Um, especially if I see something that has like literally dozens or sometimes hundreds of, 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 you know, reviews, that's usually a good sign that, you know, these people are for real or there's sure. got to be a bunch of for real ones in there along with the, the game ones. So do you trust personal reviews more than you do magazine reviews as a rule? Yeah. Um, if some the problem if is you got to weed out the people who don't know what they're talking about. It's true. And you also have to take, man, one of my, so talking about reviews, I was just thinking about this yesterday. Um, so, uh, one example of how reviews are, are not terribly useful is on the iTunes music store. So let's say I want to go buy, uh, an app, that does this, you know, like um, something I've been looking at recently um, since now I'm <clears throat> freelancing um, has been ways to take my invoicing and billing and financing thing, you know, more seriously. Uh, I've been just doing this, you know, really basic old school. I don't even know what the hell version of uh, either QuickBooks or Quicken. I can't remember um, to just to generate invoices, you know, and then I've been keeping a, you know, like an Excel spreadsheet with my expenses and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing terribly fancy. Um, so I'm, I'm like wondering, do I, you know, do I go with the new version of QuickBooks? Do I use the web version of QuickBooks, which everybody seems to be liking? Um, do I use uh, an alternative service like FreshBooks or, or Mint or, or, or Harvest or whatever? You know, there's a whole bunch sure. of choices. Um, and what I was thinking, well, you know, if I had to design my ultimate solution to this problem, it'd be really cool if I could basically generate invoices right on my phone. You know, like if, if, as soon as I finish a gig, if I can basically pull up a little app or a web page and tap a few things and then boom, an email is sent and a PDF is generated and, and then I don't have to worry about it. Um, so I started looking on the iTunes music store for finance apps and, you know, and it just basically turned into the same thing. Same thing when you're, when you're searching for anything on the iTunes music store, like uh, games or camera apps or, or whatever. Yeah. And people basically use it. They, they're using it wrong. You know, they'll, they'll give a perfectly good app like one or two stars because they had a bad experience, you know, which can be tr- easily translated into 
you don't know right. what you're doing or you you know you yeah. are you, you know you did something wrong you know people either give it yeah it's it's either four or five stars or one star this this app sucks it's right. like well that doesn't help anybody yeah it sucks because you know you did it wrong or you they don't you wait things very or you well didn't there. read the instructions you know or yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or whatever uh, stuff like that and it's it's really frustrating um and and you and you see that kind of stuff on on Amazon That's too the problem with the riffraff yeah right damn it damn damn that riffraff. <laughs> Um, but, um, I guess that's where the whole trusted, trusted source thing comes from. Yeah. They do do that on Amazon, right? Where they have, uh, the, the certain people are higher rated. Show yeah. up more. Well, the fact that you can actually see, you know, Who what, uh, what else that person rated, you know, you can, you can, yeah. yeah, you can definitely see. And I think, um, what is it? Yelp does that pretty well. Yeah. Like Yelp is a, is a, you know, local, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you've heard of it. Yelp.com. I don't sure. know if, if, uh, if it's available in every city, but here in New York, um, it's a nifty little community sort of rating system or, you know, tracking catalog. I don't know what the hell you'd call it, but it's, it's the kind of thing like, you know, where you can go like, where do I go to, see, you know, see this or, you know, I need to go get a haircut or I want to go, uh, to a good restaurant near this movie theater kind of thing. And then people have written about it, but now it's, it's, it's everything, man. I, I remember I, when I was Googling for apartments, uh, like apartment buildings get rated in Yelp now. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's just kind of crazy. Um, you know, it, it's funny. Um, I was just thinking about things that I actually buy used, and there is one thing I buy used. Uh huh. Books. Oh, of course, dude. Why buy a new book? The only, books. I guess the only, Amazon, yeah. like, used books. Some is excellent condition, very good condition, and it's one fourth the price of a new one. Yeah, totally. Why dude. would anyone ever buy the new one? Um, maybe because they they want to get it signed by the author, or they don't like the okay. You know, yeah, but the, these are those are niche things. I'm just right? saying, or it's a gift. I'm giving you reasons why someone will yeah. want a new one, and then sometimes, but I'm just saying, yeah. Sometimes people are are really persnickety, and they don't want like like the pages to be you know creased or the the right. the, the spine on the binding. They don't want. But that if you're to reading be. books that you want to just sort of oh I'm going to read that oh I always wanted to read that book or you know a new book comes out. Yeah, stuff's usually anyway. Just I just found and CDs are the same way actually. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that. Um, um, and DVDs too. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's kind of cool on Amazon that Amazon says, you know, our price is twenty four ninety five, but you could also buy it used for 11 bucks. Six bucks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, it's kind of crazy that they actually do that because it's probably killing themselves, shooting themselves in the foot at least a little bit. No, but it's, um, but they still get a piece of it, man. I mean, the fact that they're... Yeah, no, no, no. They get a piece of the smaller thing. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I think it's smart. I think they're, they're giving, giving the seller yeah. all of their options. But uh, I... So, there's one thing that I actually do buy used um it's just it's uh it's funny most of my stuff like all of my stereo equipment it was Mm -hmm. about i bought my stereo stuff about 10 years ago Mm -hmm. it's old um but i remember i was looking for this adcom cd player i have and uh one of the reasons i liked it is that it had a spdif digital input so that you could use the converters in this cd player which were very good to you know, convert any digital signal, which is actually handy now because I currently have an Airport Express plugged into an optical to coax converter plugged into the CD player. Uh, and so that's how I play my music is over through lossless iTunes files over the air to the Airport Express into the CD player into my stereo all lossless. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was looking for it and I remember the list price was, say, 1500 Mm-hmm for the CD player. Um, this, I, I borrowed one for the night from someplace in Connecticut to, to check it out at home. 
and it sounded good. And they wanted, I think, like twelve eighty or something like that. Um, and somebody suggested, or maybe I found them online. Mm. Well, this was ninety eight, so I could have found them online, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Just about when things were getting started, um, uh, I found a place called One Call mm. out in Washington State, mm. and they have salespeople that are non commission. Yeah, which which is always you know a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I called them up and I was like, "Yeah, I'm looking for this ad company," and they're like, "Yep, we sell it." Because a lot of this high end audio gear, they're only uh, official sales. You know, you have to be a red- licensed place to sell it. You know, it's all this. You, you don't understand what I'm saying? I think so. Yeah. Like, the, the, they're only sold at certain stores that Adcom, for example, Oh, like allows, a, official, you know. official reseller. Yeah, kind of that thing. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. So um, I said, you know, I'm looking for the CD player or whatever. And he's like, all right, well, let me see here. And he's clickety, clackety, clickety, clackety. He's just like, I can do it for 1050 including two-day FedEx. <laughs> and I was like, sold. Yeah, dude. And I'll tell you. I, I used to I went back to them for another amp, another amp, a preamp, and I go back to them whenever I can. And each time I bought stuff, they would give me as good or better of a deal than that. Mm-hmm. Like the more you buy from them, the better deals they give you. Nice. Um, and so it's just funny from a loyalty point of view how certain stores can get you buying from them. It's like little things like that. Like I I go look there first. Yeah. For anything like that, I'm, I know. have the same thing, man. So about, I guess, Jesus. In fact, be... I think I bought my 5D Mark II there because they actually had them in stock. Oh wow! Um, my friend, I have a friend in Chicago who turned me on to this place. Um, again, it must have been ten or twelve years ago. Yeah. Um, it's basically uh, it's a place. It's a store called Music Center, and um, what's it called? Uh, they they basically you know think think Guitar Center think Sam Ash sure. you know like just the, the kind of place that you'd walk like a big box sort of music store where you you know the kind of place you'd buy a, a guitar or an amp or um, you know whatever and um, that was when I was in my big into my recording days and I wanted to buy I think I was shopping for a double O two or something like that or a microphone or, or a cable I can't even remember but he, but my my friend he's like dude you got to talk to this guy man before you before you go spending any money anywhere. Um, give this guy a call. I'm like, all right. So I give this guy a call, and um, the first price out of his mouth is like 10%, maybe more, 15% less than anywhere else I could find it. Um, and, and you know, no questions asked, everything like that. And then I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a great deal. Let's do it. And then because it was the place was in Wisconsin, um, there wasn't any sales tax. And, you know, I lived in Chicago, Wisconsin. That's one day, you know, UPS just over the – just the regular UPS ground was one day shipping and it was a really great deal. And <clears throat> over the, over the course of, you know, three or four years, um, I just, anything audio related, you know, cables, mic stands. Um, and then I even found out that, you know, they, they had a drum department and I was able to buy drum stuff for, for cheap. He gave me this really amazing deal on, on, you know, like Yamaha stuff, for example, like the, if you go to any, you know, any of the big name stores, Yamaha is one of those companies that does the ridiculously high list price, you know, that the suggested, whatever the manufacturer sure. suggested MSRP. Um, and then, and then you get a, a you know, the, the, then the standard policy, I think Zildjian, Zildjian does this too, where like they'll give you an absurdly high uh, list price. And then 
the store has a, has an internal policy about the percentage off the list price, yeah. which is usually like you know forty percent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, yeah, we'll we'll just you know we'll give you. He basically just does the whatever a percent or two above their cost, which is something like you know fifty percent or sixty percent in some cases. Um, and he doesn't care. I mean, he's just like honey badgers don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? He just right. fucking hooks it up, and uh, and and it's been great. So I've ref- I've probably referred, you know, twelve maybe 15 people over the years and every one of them have, you know, I've touched base with like a few of these friends and they're like, yeah, dude, Tom is the shit. And, and he's definitely, and they've hooked other friends, you know, and he just, that's obviously the game he plays, man, is he just gives the, you the lowest possible price right off the bat and, and you're, and you're hooked, you know, you're sold. Um, I just wish he sold more stuff than, than just music stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that for buying stuff brand new, that's a really great, great way to go. Um, certain, certain things like, like musical instruments, um, like, 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 for example, I purchased, um, that new, reasonably new Yamaha, um, electric drum pad thing. Sure. That, that's something I wouldn't buy used. Um, I, cause that thing has a physical wear and tear factor to it that I wouldn't, you know, that I want to be the first one to use it kind of thing. You ever worry about warranty or no? Uh, not really. Uh, the only, the only stuff I tend to, to get warranties with are, um, my Macintoshes, you know, my computers, Apple products, yeah. just cause they, you know, they're pretty they take pretty good care of their customers in that respect. Um, and I guess Nikon, um, at some point I should probably look into getting, um, into the Nikon professional, whatever NPS or whatever it's called. Um, just cause they have, they, they take pretty good care of their customers as well. Um, but no, as a rule, I don't, I don't spend too much money on extra, you know, warranty type stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do on Apple just because their normal warranties are pretty short. Yeah, it's true. Um, in fact, you'd think that spending that much on their stuff, they'd give you a better warranty off the bat. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. Apple can even make buying warranties seem cool and premium. <laughs> What's cool about Apple, uh, if we're talking about that, just, just as a tip to our our listeners, um, I'm sure you know that, that Apple Care isn't an actual physical thing. It's literally just like a, a service, um, and it is really, really aggressively marked up. Um, so that, that's something that you can usually find at a pretty good discount if you do some hunting. Um, I recently found out that, uh, B and H of all places, yeah. uh, I had a chat with, um, one of their pro sales guys mm-hmm. and he said that, that they, that, like recently they decided that they're going to change their, their pricing policy. You know, not, not that B and H has ever had bad prices. Um, in my experience, if you call them up and you talk to a sales guy, you can almost always get a, you know, a better price than what's listed on their website. But even, even their website prices are generally pretty darn good. Um, but he says, yeah, now we're, now we're just, we're being really aggressive about it and you know, we'll, 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 we're, you know, we'll give you the lowest possible price. Uh, and Apple Care, Apple Care gets marked up a lot. Like, like it only costs, like, let's say the, the Apple Care for MacBook Pro, which would normally cost you three hundred, uh, three hundred fifty bucks. You know, three forty nine. Um, B and H buys that for like I don't know two hundred bucks or two yeah. two two thirty, and and B and H will sell it to you for like two fifty. You know, they'll they'll take the the smaller percentage. Just does it just does it actually it. say that on the website or is that if you fight for it? No, I think on their website if you go um, and look it up. I mean, like let's look it up now. I mean, if you go to bnhphoto.com and you look at uh, you know Apple Care for MacBook. Um, um, I'm sure you'll find it's got a better price than Apple's, you know. Um, 
Yeah, for the MacBook Pro, for the 15 and 17 inch MacBook Pro, the Apple, like right now, if you just go to bnh.com, yep. it's $244. And that's the same exact thing that costs $349 at Apple. Right. Um, and that's because BH is now, you know, basically only charging a little bit over what it costs them, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. You know, I, I got uh, Apple Care for my new iPhone. Oh, yeah. Um, the guy's just like, well, the salesman at AT&T Store is like, look, if you buy Apple Care, I'll give you a case up to $35 for free. Oh, cool. So, in the end, it's sort of like I bought the case and I bought Apple Care for $69 total. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a good deal. Definitely. Um, so it's like, yeah, you're right. Sometimes it can be a thing. And it's also interesting about Apple Care is that it actually connects to the object, right? Yeah, it follows the item, not the person. Right. So even if you sell it, it's worth it. Um, exactly. I did that with my uh, MacBook that I've got now. Yeah. I think I've got Apple Care through, I don't know, the end of this year or something. Um, yeah. I mean, it's funny, though, I, that three years goes fast sometimes. It's true. But, but that's another reason why. You remember how, I think a couple episodes ago, you were talking about how Mac Pros seem to retain their value so well. Um, yeah. A lot of Apple products do for that very reason. It's because people purchase Apple Care, and it's kind of neat that you can go out on eBay or, or whatever, and you can find a two or th- you know two and a half year old machine that's still under warranty. You know, yeah. and then and then you can buy it, and then it's yours. And then, I mean, hell, there 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 are a few people out there. This is a much harder game to play, but there are people who game the Apple Care system, and and you know take machines that are just at the end of their warranty in. And get this repair cycle started. Um, another little loophole that people might not know about, at least at least this is this used to be the case when I worked there, um, is that anytime you take a, a a product in for a repair, uh, regardless of the warranty status, you get ninety days on that repair on that work. Right. So if the if if the issue persists or returns, regardless of the warranty status, the ninety day thing still counts. So you can you can take your you know your your two years and you know, and, and 360 or 354 day, you know, old machine, bring it in for a repair. And then you've extended your warranty by another 90 days. And if the problem persists, you can bring it in again. And depending on, on the problem and depending on how you, how you play, uh, Apple will sometimes replace your, your whole computer with the current, you know, the, the modern day equivalent of it. Um, and and that could be really lucrative. I mean, you can you can make out like a bandit if you're if you're lucky. That's slick and slimy at the same time. It is. It is, and it's just taking advantage of the system. You know, um, I I got lucky with that um, because one my old PowerBook G4 from 2005 or whatever, um, it it developed uh, an issue with its LCD. You know, it had a weird like stain, for lack of a better term, like like just this weird dark stains just sort of kind of started creeping in from one of the edges, yeah. um, which is obviously not something that I did. I mean, the thing never left my, my desk. And so I brought it into the store and they're like, dude, you have like seven days left in your warranty. I'm like, Oh crap. I didn't even notice. Um, and it, so they're like, yeah, we, we can take it. We can fix it. So they take it and then they start putting it through the system and preparing the repair. And then they basically tell me, and then I, I, I'll obviously, I'll, I'll admit that, um, they were a little bit more open with me because I recently just left the store. You know, I basically brought, I, right. was, I was talking to someone I knew and he, he, you know, he was able to level with me a little bit, but he's basically, he's basically like, dude, this, this part is constrained. Um, which means that this, the, the LCD panel that, you know, that they would need to replace, you know, the computer is, is not available. And in a very weird loophole, um, 
sometimes when parts get constrained, um, th- there's no ETA for when they're when they're supposed to get more. Okay. Uh, so and th- this is, this is really useful for the person who's making the repair uh, because. That way they can set the expectations of the cust- you know, for the customer properly. It's like, well, sure, we'll, we'll take your machine. The customer expects the, you know, the repair to happen you know, pretty quickly, you know, within yep. a day or two. But if, if you're going to hand someone your computer and they can tell right away, like, oh, wait a second, you're going to need this part. We don't have this part. And it tells it's not going to come in for another two weeks. Then we, we get, we're obligated to tell you, like, look, here's the deal. You can either keep, you know, hold your machine on, hold on to your machine now. We'll order the part and then we'll call you when it comes in and then you can come and drop it off then. Or we can just hold on to it and perform the repair as soon as the part comes in. Sure. Uh, that's the way they do it. Um, but in the case where if they're, you know, generating the, you know, they knew exactly what part they needed and it told them that we don't know when the hell we're going to get another one uh, and your warranty is about to expire. Um, you know, we, you know, we're, we're not sure what to do. So he basically had to call a manager over. Uh, and this is, and, and I've heard that this is sort of, you know, standard operating procedure now because Apple's way more cool about replacing computers than they used to be. Um, and they basically just said, okay, well, you know, in the interest of customer service, we want to, you know, we want to replace your computer. So I basically wound up walking out the door with, with, you know, a nice MacBook Pro, <laughs> um, which was the equivalent of my PowerBook G4. Nice. Um, yeah, it worked out really. I mean, I, I was totally, I was had, you know, had no expectation of that occurring at all. Like I'd, I'd back my stuff up and reformatted the hard drive and I was ready to part with it for a couple of days to get the thing fixed. But, uh, but yeah, um, and I've heard same, the same thing happens with people with, um, what, there's a, there's a classic issue. You can actually go look this up. Um, with the Power Mac G5 computers, the last of the Power Mac G5s, the liquid-cooled sure. um, multi-core machines, which had little radiators in them, um, would develop um, coolant leaks in, in, in extreme cases, where, okay. like, the actual coolant liquid would come out of the computer, and, like, that was a, you know, that's a, that's a chemical hazard. That's, like, seriously not cool. Sure. And so you still, I, I swear, you, you can still look up stories. Uh, I think you go to AccelerateYourMac.com, and there's a whole thread, a whole forum uh, about people who bring, who are still bringing in their five and six year old, you know, Power Mac G5s with liquid coolant leaks, uh, which are still getting them replaced with brand new Mac Pros. Crazy, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's funny overall. I mean, we were talking about this a little before we started. I myself have been buying a lot less stuff than I used to. Mm. I used to buy a lot of stuff, a lot of gear, mm. um, and I don't know if it's because. The gear I have now, there really isn't much better than it at mm-hmm. the same level. You know, sure. I've got all the best L glass prime lenses. You know, there's there's nothing I'm jonesing for. Yeah, um, I think that might be part of it. Sure. Uh, so that any any issues I have with my photography are my fault, not the fault of my equipment. Um, you know, I can't blame it on a piece of glass. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's it's interesting how I. I haven't found the need to upgrade as much as I used to in the past. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say I'm in a similar boat. Uh, I mean, there's nothing that my stuff now doesn't do that if I spent $5,000, I could do. Yeah. And I really feel like in 2000, if you had a computer that was from 1997, mm-hmm. you would have felt it more than you would today having a computer from 2008. Hmm. I don't know. Mm. You 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 think that that's not true, but yeah, I think that's just your current perception. I, th- I think maybe I I I be just we've been using computers for a really long time, man. And well, I, you know what I think cool, it is. I think it's because know, most of the stuff anybody who's using Word and all this stuff and the and the, like overall just OS usage mm. moving around and mm-hmm. going on the web. Sure, that stuff hasn't 
changed. You know, it used to be that like you get a new computer and web browsing felt faster. You know, yeah. nowadays the things that feel faster are media encoding. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's sort of like the the hardware has gotten so fast that it's moved the threshold up further. Yeah, but the, I mean, the, the argument to that is that the the developers know that and they're constantly pushing the envelope. Um, yeah, but what I, are they? I, what are they really pushing? They're con- well, any, name it, dude. There's tons of things that, they, well, that they're okay, pushing. Okay, but like games and and yeah. and Photoshop and yeah. video stuff, right? But like my mother doesn't. The average person's not playing lots of 3D games and and doing stuff in Final no, Cut. No, but know? they but they're but they're going to websites that are laden with Flash and yeah. other other you know reasonably modern cutting edge HTML graphics stuff. I I think that's one of the biggest you know mis- misconceptions out there is like oh I'm I'm just browsing the web. It's like, dude, go to your go to your activity monitor for a second and look at what what app is using the most of your sure. resources right now. It's Safari, dude, and you know it's Flash, and it's right. all the other stuff that's in there. Web browsing is not a trivial task, you know. Well, it's, no, that's well, that's just because Flash, especially on the Mac, isn't coded very well. I know. Didn't it doesn't use all that much CPU on a win, on a Windows machine? I know. It's very weird. Good for Windows. Yeah. Well, in this particular case, yeah, good for Windows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's 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 interesting, but I you know it's but it's it's kind of funny uh, um, that there you, you I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, mm-hmm. but I, I that's the other reason I don't feel the need. It's sort of like okay, well years passed, but nothing's really changed. Yeah, like there isn't this constant urge to be on the cutting edge. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's probably closer to what's really going on. Is I think yeah, I, I think as you get older, um, you you know your priorities shift a little bit. Yeah. You know, and uh, you 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 either learn to settle a little bit more, or you realize that you know you, the need to prove yourself isn't as as great anymore because in in some ways you've already proven yourself. It's like all right, you know what? I've already I've been doing this for a long time now, and I don't need you know I don't need that 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 constant you know that that, that whatever that hunger that uh, that uh, desire to to, uh, to to prove myself isn't as great because I've already kind of succeeded in that respect. You know. Uh. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's funny, like my speakers are 10 years old and they are fine. You know, there's also this weird thing that my father used to say. He's like, buy the best, you'll never be sorry. There you go. You know, uh, if you buy one really good thing, these Mm -hmm. speakers cost me almost $4,000, you know, and they're still as good today as they were 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. I could have bought 10 pairs of $400 speakers <laughs> in no, the same amount of time. That's a good point. Um, I mean, not everyone always has the money. And it's funny because my father never followed that <laughs> precept. He used to buy $10 sneakers from uh, Kmart, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just, it's, you know, who the hell, what is, you know, what is, no, but what do I know? It's about but managing it, your own expectations, though, man. He, he went into that knowing that, you know. And there's certain things you don't want to buy the best because it's not worth it. You yeah, know? yeah. But I remember one time I bought, like, I bought, uh, I have a pair of Mephisto shoes. Sure. And uh, they're these brown shoes. They're nice, you know, men's thing. And they, they cost, say, three twenty five when I bought them. Yeah, the pricey shoes. Expensive shoes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they broke in really nice. They still, I could walk all day in them. But the the soles were getting worn out. And these are the kind of shoes you can get resold. Yep. And I went to go look for a new pair of Mephisto's. And they, I bought a pair and I brought them back the next day. They were $450. And I just like, I bought them. And then I was like, I just cannot justify spending $500 on a pair of shoes. Mm. So I went and did some looking and Mephisto USA, because they're an Italian company, Mm -hmm. does, um, uh, does refinishing of shoes 
that you you sign a form on the on the web. They send you a bag. You ship it back to them, and for a hundred and forty dollars, I think it was one hundred and thirty bucks. They resole them, redo the leather, like fix all everything, and send them back to you in two weeks. Sweet, it's like a basically like a brand new pair of shoes. Yeah, but they're but they're fit to your feet because the the uppers are still broken in. Right, it's your it's like yeah, like a yeah, still my shoes just with new soles on them. And so I did this, and they came back and they were beautiful. And I thought to myself, you know what, like one hundred forty dollars versus five hundred dollars. Yeah, and that, that's fantastic. You know, just the idea that that. It can be done and i think that there's there's a certain sense that in nowadays a lot of people are using everything really disposably yeah definitely. and that that we could you could buy better stuff that can be repaired versus buying a bunch of crappy stuff that breaks all the time yeah. um i use these little uh compact flash readers from this chinese company oh yeah and yeah, and and they're they're usb2 but they they're dma so they're fast you know they're you know, I get 20 something megs a second on them. Um, mm. And they are literally like $8 a piece, $10 a piece. If you buy like four or five of them. Wow. So I've bought batches of them and have one in each bag and keep a couple in the closet and, you know, they break and you get a new one out of the box. Sure. A- and they're fine because, you know, I have them everywhere and they just work, you know, but a, a good one from Belkin or somebody would probably cost me 40 bucks, you know? Yeah. So I can have five of the cheap ones for the cost of one of the expensive ones. And is the expensive one really that much better than the cheap ones, you know? But maybe it is, you know? I just It's just interesting that certain things, it's it's hard to justify buying the better one. No, it's you know? true. It's true. And it really um, does. I think it boils down to depending on, on what your needs are, you know? Because um, sometimes, for example, we can, we can get into the, the photo angle for just a second um, you, you and I both know this, you know, you don't have to have the, the fanciest best of best in class piece of equipment to get the job done. You know, you can get the job done just fine with, with the regular stuff. But if somebody who cares, so to speak, is watching you looking over your shoulder, um, they're going to think about that. You know, they're going to say, well, wait a minute. He's just using that thing. That's the same thing I got, you know? Where's where's the value here? Why why am I why am I paying this guy all this money to do this thing when I could do it you know using the same thing, you know? So there's that like expectation or whatever you want to call it um, that that factors in. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. I mean, and even nowadays with cameras, man, you could go buy a thousand dollar camera that does almost everything my three thousand dollar camera does. Right. You know, has image quality almost as good. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. Shopping is just a very weird thing. I went, I went and bought a new paper background paper stand the other day. Um, I had a Savage Porta stand for a couple of years. Oh yeah. Actually about five years. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the crossbar kind of yeah. got, it's, it's telescoping and it got kinked up. So it never closed all the way. Right. Um, and then one of the support stands, uh, the other day stopped locking. Like, I don't know, something stripped. And right. uh, it won't lock anymore. So I went to go buy a new one. I was like, eh, it lasted me five years. Yeah. And so I went and bought, actually, seven years. Wow, that lasted a long time. Mm. So I went to B&H. I said, well, what are my options? And they're like, well, there's this one for 169 and there's the Savage one for 110 And then there's, I said, does Impact make one? They said, yeah, that, that one's like 104 and, and I was like, well, does it have separate crossbars that you put together? And they're like, yeah, which is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why would I spend 160 something dollars, you know? If if the other one 
lasted me seven years, you know. It's not hey, like well, I'm I'm yeah, pulling it, it up. Sometimes, yeah, but sometimes that can make the big. There could be a big difference, man. Well, it's it, well true, but you know, one of the things was that this one is made out of aluminum, the other one's made out of steel. Will the steel one last longer? Probably, but I don't use it that much that that matters to me. I'd rather have it be light and small, right? Than have it be, you know. So there's 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 trade offs across the board, you know. Totally. Um, uh, I just would like to say though that if you're buying computer gear, I think it's all about Newegg. Oh, for sure, dude. Newegg not is that the we're bomb. not that we're trying to sell it we're not getting any money from anybody but man uh-huh. yeah new egg is where it's at definitely i've been using those guys for years especially um, you know back in the day everything used to come from california but now everything comes from, from new jersey they yeah. have like a warehouse in queens uh um, and, and and it's crazy because you order ground shipping and it comes overnight yeah it's like they have a time machine or something it's pretty sweet yeah yeah um yeah i'm i'm a huge fan of uh of new egg been using those guys for a long time um Trying to think of any other awesome. Oh, another another pretty good vendor as far as pricing is concerned. I can't can't speak to their shipping, but I'm sure most people nerds are, are at least aware of Mono Price um, for certain for certain cable needs. Um, Ethernet cables, you know, DVI cables, HDMI. Wait, cables. What's the place called? Mono Price. Mono Price. Monoprice dot com. Um, I think they have a direct route to China or something like that because they. I don't they, think I know of Monoprice dot com. Oh, oh shit, dude. Well, you've been missing out. <laughs> um, like I was, just, I was just talking to my friend Adam yesterday, and he, you know he's telling me how he has this awesome old, um, one of the last CRT-based HD TVs from like I don't know seven years ago or something like that. Yeah. And the problem is it doesn't have an HDMI in on it. Uh, it has a DVI in on it, uh, and he's like, "But I want to get this, you know, this boxy thing, you know, the sure. the little media box." But the problem yep. is the only output on that thing is an HDMI because you know nowadays. You know, everything has HDMI. Um, and like, DVI to HDMI just, female adapter. That's what I'm saying. Or get a cable even. Get the cable, yeah. you know? And it was like six bucks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Done, you know? And, and, and you know, you walk in. You know, I'll tell you, this is one place <laughs> where the world is, where the money gets crazy, the markups. Cabling. Oh my, oh my God. Yeah, you go, to, you go to Best Buy or Radio Shack. I was, my mom bought an, an HD, like a Samsung panel, like, Damn. I don't know, two years ago. And, uh, you know, we wanted to hook. What? You can't hear me? Ah, now I can hear you. That okay, you disappeared for a second. Sorry, you might want to edit uh, that out. You go into Best Buy or Radio Shack? Yeah, you go into Best Buy or Radio Shack. Uh, like, my mom picked up a television, and she has one of those nifty DVR boxes from her cable company, and the latest generation has, uh, you know, an HDMI out on it. I'm like, oh, well, you know, you should use this, because you have an HDTV, and you got the HD signal, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so we go to the, you know, the Radio Shack uh, on the Upper West Side, and then we go to PC Richard or whatever. How much? Like fifty bucks, dude. Retarded. Like retar- for like a three foot cable. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is retarded. The same thing costs like you know eight dollars, six bucks from from New England. and they come in colors. You can pick out the yeah. color you want. <laughs> they come in colors. Come on. In fact, uh, yeah, HDMI cables. Some of them are are a dollar eighty four. Yeah, three foot ones for two dollars and twenty thirty four cents. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I have expensive cables for my stereo. Oh, do you have one of those $200 power cables? I don't have $200 power <laughs> cables. I, I, don't, I don't think power cables make as much of a difference as some things do. Uh, speaker cables do make a difference. Uh-huh. I don't go crazy esoteric, but my speaker cables are a couple hundred bucks. Hmm. Um, but I, they're from this company called LTI International. I, ILT International or something like that. Mm-hmm. LAT International, that's what they are. Uh-huh. Um, and basically, they build cables 
that are the same kind of crazy windings and all the stuff that the fancy people do mm-hmm. um, at like one tenth the price. Huh. Um, so that you're basically buying the equivalent of a two thousand dollar cable for two hundred bucks. Huh. Um, they're also this place in New Jersey. So I, I bought that stuff and I bought some interconnects from them. And they, they, I mean, do they change the sound? Yes. Do they change the sound for the better? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So you have to sort of make decisions, but you know, there is a difference. It's whether or not you prefer the difference. You know, right. no, that's a good um, point. Um, same, I mean, that's the same thing for like you could say about analog versus digital. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, all it's, about uh, it's I don't know. This kind of it's it's there's a lot of stuff like that out there. Yeah. Um, but you know, man, shopping it's it's a weird thing. I've I have a friend named Harden who uh, is a great guy, a good friend of mine. But he'll go and he'll spend six months uh doing research on a camera and by the time he decides to buy it (laughs) the new one will come out the new one will come out (laughs) yeah and you know him and his wife they make good money so it's like harden just buy the camera like you could be using it for six months instead of reading about it for six months yeah like if somebody was paying you to do that research you would have spent the money paying yourself to do the research that you would have spent you know what i'm saying no i do uh but at the same time dude i can i can confidently say that a sizable chunk of my expertise just in general, you know, the, 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 the reason I know as much about the stuff that I know comes from the research that I've done in, in, in purchasing stuff. And like, do I, do I, you know, what do I buy? You know, sure. No, I no, no. I? I, and, but I'm all, I'm all for researching stuff, but there's a certain point at which you start fetishizing it and you like read the same review 15 times. This is true. This you is know? true. And I think that's, I think that's where things get a little out of control. And I, you know, I've done that myself, and then I've known people who have gone too far on that stuff. No, and I, I think also uh, my final thought on this is, is that, uh, unfortunately, at the end of the day, uh, I, I think that some people have better shopping instincts than others. Okay. Um, I think... Um, do you, do you, now, do you always go for the biggest deal or do you, best deal, or do you sometimes just say, oh, fuck it, I need it? It depends. Yeah. I mean, if I need it, I need it, dude. You know, And I'll get yeah. the best deal I can you know, within reason. But if, if I really do need the thing and, uh, I can't get it from anywhere else, then I'll, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take the hit. Yeah. Uh, and the justification I make for that is like, well, if that's the case that, you know, then I, I know I'll get a better deal on the next thing next time, you know? Yeah. 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 Cause our, our, like I've saved so much money buying good deals in the past that I can afford to take, you know, a, a hit on a crappy deal every once in a while. It's interesting. I don't, you know, a lot of times I'll spend a little extra not to have to deal with annoyances. Yeah. Time. Yeah. That's another thing that, that some people sort of lose scope of and they'll, they'll like, they'll, they'll hunt and hunt and hunt. And you, you know, you, you found this hard drive and it's like, Oh, it's $89 here. Uh, whereas it's, you know, and, it, and it's $99 there. Um, but, but guess what, dude, the, there's shipping, you know, and tax, yeah. you know, yep. and, and it's like, well, this, this oh, place yeah. will People get don't it to take you. into account tax. Like buying an Apple product from Apple is not actually the best way to do it if you're going to be paying full price anyway. It's true. Tax can kill you. But but yeah. take taking taking things like the location of the store into consideration. Yep. You know, it's like oh well, great, you got that great deal. Like that. This is the case against Monoprice. Monoprice is in California. So let's say you find the great deal on that on that HDMI cable for for two bucks. Yeah. Um, unless if you want to, fifteen bucks to get it to if, you. If you need it tomorrow, dude, you're gonna ha- you're gonna spend all that money on shipping, and then yep. and then the, the the deal basically negates itself. So it's you know it's this it's also the the good thing and the bad thing about having say B and H and Adorama in town. Yeah, they're yes. in town. You can go there, but yeah. you also have to pay sales tax on everything. It's true. Um, so there's there's pros and cons. It's uh, yeah, it's a pain in the neck. That's why you know. It, it, 
companies like Newegg that sell all the hard drives and all that crap that you'd ever want to buy, mm-hmm. they're not always the cheap, absolute cheapest. You know, every once in a while, somebody's got it for five bucks less or whatever. But yeah, the th- but and, they're cheap enough, and the shipping is usually free. And, and it's, that, and, you know, it's and the other thing that's nice about that that's a good that's a good argument. Um, I and I'll further that by saying. I will sometimes choose uh, a store based on the shopping experience. Yep. You know, like like yep. I like Newegg's tracking system has yep. never failed me. Like I nope. can oh, I I know regardless of where where you know whatever the deal is, I can I can go to newegg.com, see the status of my shipment, if the payment went through, if it's I can get a tracking number, you know, the formatting and the the presentation is always very consistent and and it always works. You know, it's non-ambiguous and I think that's there's a, there's value in that for me. And oh, oh, the other cool thing, dude, um, Newegg seems to be the only company. I think I think B and H does this too. I I swear that these guys pull every single product on their website out of the box and photograph the crap out of it. They photograph yep. everything that comes in the box. They photograph the front, the back, the sides. You can yep. get a really nice detailed look at like at the at the ports on the back of the thing if you need to. Uh, get some I, sense of how crappy or good it is. Yeah, and that 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 right there is is worth it worth the price of admission alone. I um, I completely agree. Yeah. So buy from Newegg. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, there's, you know, just as a, a last final aside, if you go to somewhere on a non-tech or one of those sites, mm-hmm. they did some behind-the-scenes things at Newegg once where they went to visit. Oh, yeah. And they show how their whole system works of, you know, the picking and the ordering and the boxing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fascinating, actually. I, I'm sure. I can't uh, and, imagine. like, all the memory and CPUs are in these cages so people don't grab them. Right. Because they're like the expensive small items, you know. Sure. Uh, it's just it's interesting stuff. Hmm. All right. Well, let's go shop. Yeah, man. Good shop. I feel like buying some crap. Yeah, I I, I just got off a of buying kick. Yeah. So I'm I'm done for a while. Yeah. But, uh, we're gonna hopefully use some of your stuff. Yeah. Right. We gotta talk about that. Yeah. We'll do that right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> till next week or till Sunday or something. Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you for podcasting in. Excellent. Bye. Bye. Bye.